Welcome to the living room. It is episode four of Don't Talk to Me. Don't talk to me rudely. That is the new name. It just flows better off the tongue. What do you think, Lisa? New name, same face. Well, faces. There's two of us. Sure. Well, let's just say that I've got the face for radio or podcasting. That's an old joke, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, just yeah. But welcome everybody. We've got uh, another episode of Don't Talk to Me Rudely here for you. Uh, got a few different topics we're going to get into. Kind of go, hopefully, going to go deep on some of this stuff. But uh, Lisa, we like to start off with. We're going to try to keep it to the Monster Jam two minute. I think. Uh, uh yeah, I'm going to time us again. Um, okay. Uh, so the Monster Jam two minute. Okay. Uh, actually leads into what we're going to get into. But uh, we had a birthday party. Yesterday. Yep, Landon had a birthday party with his whole class uh, at the roller skating rink upon his request, yep. which was fabulous. We'll get into that later. Yep. Uh, so naturally, some more monster trucks made it into the fold after that event. Well, we, and we anticipated this. And we did. So truth be told, I went to Dollar General for something random earlier in the week, did my casual check on the Monster Jam situation at Dollar General, and I noticed that one of the two that has been there forever is gone. So I thought to myself, self... Bet you I know where that one's going to turn up this weekend. And, and I was right. Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, two of them showed up. But yep. we looked at, you know, that was a thing. And you caught him earlier. And right before they were going to open presents, um, one of the kids had told you what he got yeah. Landon. And I'm like, oh, crap. It might be, the, you know, a duplicate. Yeah. So I, I pulled it, Landon aside and I said, listen, number one, give your sister that thing. She's having more trouble skating than you are because it was one of those whatever yeah. deals. Number two. You will, you know, I said, you're probably going to get some Monster Jam trucks. He goes, well, yeah. I said, you're probably going to get some that you already have. Yeah. I said, so what are you going to do? Um, I said, you're going to say thank you and not going to say anything about I already have this one, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Ready, break. Yep. And he and, was good. Yeah, and he handled it well. But that, so there we go. That is our Monster Jam minute and a half today. <laughs> yep, nailed it. All right. But that leads us into the next thing. Uh, like we said, Fredo, well, both. Fredo and uh, the Riley Girl had birthdays this month. Landon got to have his class uh, party. Um, Can I just say how happy I am to have the birthday parties, Christmas, all of that nonsense? Oh, it's, it's awesome. I'm just happy to have it all done. Like, right. done or done? Well, sort of. I mean, his actual birthday's coming up, but that's like yeah, dinner that's, and a movie. Yeah, right. You know, right. that's that's not such a big deal. But no, we, uh, we've had a little bit of a busy stretch here. Basically going back to... Before we even started the podcast, it's been a party every weekend, it seems like, you know, for one yeah. thing or another. And we're huge partiers. You oh, you Everyone know. knows that about oh, us. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, yeah, just cutting a rug all the time. But, yes. Um, but uh, the Crystal Ball roller rink here in town in New Hampton, holy cow. Yeah, they were fantastic. I cannot say enough about what Pete and Dixie Zion do, uh, what Pete and Dixie Zion do. Um, with that business, uh, Dixie's an amazing DJ. Quite frankly, she does a really, really good job of, of interacting and engaging the students or the kids, I should yeah. say. Uh, I've been out there with my eighth grade students. She's a great, does a great job with them. Obviously, we were out there with second graders, and I know they've had even younger than that out there. Yeah, I mean, she just well, they both they just do a fabulous job at entertaining the kids. I mean, it's one mm-hmm. thing just to you know skate around the rink to music, but no, they. Make it interesting. They make it fun. They play different games with them. Basically, what we do is show up with our, you know, food, cake, mm-hmm. whatever, open presents, and they pretty much handle the rest, and it's fantastic. Well, exactly. And then there, there was also a a, a, a pretty good. Um, they got a good snack bar there. So I mean, the kids, some of the kids even brought you know five bucks or so, and they could pick up a candy bar. Yeah. Or, 
or whatever fun candies. It's like, like going to the you can't go to the movie and not get well, right. something at exactly. a concession stand. Exactly. I'm going to be honest. Our our concessions that we brought were chips, potato chips, and cupcakes, and so. It, the oh, were no, slim. no. Oh, there was more than that. You're right. There was, there was pop. Pop, and juice, juice, string cheese, There was suckers. string cheese. Okay, I'll give you that. We kind of had a plethora of random crap. I was not going to go back down the road of making a ginormous cake again. Like, it was fun, and I can't do that back-to-back weekends. I don't know. I mean, and maybe I'm uh, underestimating second graders, but I don't know if they would have been quite as impressed as the adults. Because well, the boys, at, maybe. Well, they looked at it and said, like, oh, that's neat, but I don't think they could appreciate how much work went into making that one. Right. You know, right. Like, like you had there. But, um, but again, uh, Crystal Ball Roller Rink here in, in New Hampton, man, uh, they're open, I think, on Friday nights and for the kid, like And I think there's kids. like a, there might be and like I a free skate or, or an open skate on Sunday afternoon. Sundays it is, and that's more of the family time. Yeah. And uh, my old principal, uh, Susan Anderson, back in the day, uh, it, I don't know if she's ever listening, but uh, if you are out there listening, hey, Susan, how you doing? But I, I can distinctly remember her telling me when Landon, we had Landon, and we may not have had Riley yet. Now, I think Landon was probably about three. She's like, oh, pretty soon you're going to start taking Landon out there and going skating on Sundays. It's so fun. Um, so we'll see what happens. We might. Yeah, so that little turd. So for. Landon, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, a year. Oh, I want to have my birthday party at the roller skating rink. Yeah. And I was always trying to be like, how about not? Just trying to talk him out of it. Right. And he, he was not having that. Well, yeah, he at was all. all about it. So perfect. I said, guess what, Landon? Because I'm trying to get Mother of the Year, which I've already. One and probably sabotage my campaign mm-hmm. over, and it's only January. Um, so I did it. I right. booked it. Talked to Dixie at the roller skating rink. She said, "Hey, I got it for the nineteenth of January, even though his birthday's next week." I said, "That's fine. We'll do it." So for the first half an hour, it was like all these kids, and there was lots of kids there. I would say probably three kids out of his class were not there. So right. it was a, a wonderful turnout. About 20 kids. Yeah, so it was, that was awesome. A couple brothers. Yeah, and yeah, and that's around. fine. That's awesome. So I uh, I was like, where's Landon? And that little turd is like sitting in the booth with his friends. Or eating, like, if out of all those kids, the person that skated the least was Landon. Was probably Landon. Yeah. So when we're all getting, I'm helping him take his skates off when we're all done. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, my feet hurt. My skates are too tight. I'm like, Why are you telling me this now? Like, right. we could have fixed this yeah. two hours ago. Well, the, the problem was for him is he, I, my son is not athletically gifted, at least not at this point. It may come later. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you were pretty athletically gifted back in the day. Um, before I, I got to the point where I, yeah, where I just put on too much weight, I wasn't gifted, but I, I was decent. I had decent feet and whatnot. And so when our son comes out, and we used to joke, oh, yeah, he's going to play the violin, uh, that may be it. And honestly, more power to him for it. But, I mean, the, the what I'm getting at here is he doesn't pick up skating that well. He's not as coordinated as he wants to be around his friends. And I think part of it was, I mean, he, you could tell he was upset that he couldn't keep up to those other kids. Well, I think he was hell-bent on hanging on to one of those, basically a glorified walker with wheels that he could push when he was skating. And he could motor right along with those, but in my eyes, I could see that he really didn't need that. No, he didn't, but he, that was his, that was his, it was his crutch. Yeah. It was his crutch to be able to not fall over, and that's the whole thing. No kid wants to fall over in front of everybody. Um you know, and, and so that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And it was his confidence. So when he had that, oh, you know, he was golden. Yeah. But when he didn't have that, all of a sudden he slowed down and yeah. he just... 
But part of it, this is like, I would say the third or fourth time he's been skating. So well, he right. hasn't had a lot of... Yeah, and I'm, exactly. And you can tell that there's some kids who have been there on some of the Sunday yeah, afternoon Yeah, I've been there often, yeah. And, yeah, and, and that's just, that's kids. And some of that's on us, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, 100%. As parents, I know there's some things that we have not done that have... I don't, I don't hope it's not restricted, but just not provided enough access for. Landon in particular... Um, we've got still got a chance with Riley. She's still pretty young yet. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's some things we probably should get into a little more often to help develop that, and that's on us. Um, you know, it it is what it is. Um, but yeah, uh, of all the kids who skated, he was probably the least. <laughs> I don't know how many times I looked over at that dang booth in the corner, and there he was sitting eating cotton candy or something. It, yeah. Or chips or whatever. Yeah. And granted, <laughs> and, and he wasn't the only one doing. No, that. I know. And what was funny is he was still with his friends. Yeah. It's not like he was being shunned. Yeah. But what was interesting about the whole thing is he spent the entire week and a half leading up to this, two weeks leading up to this, telling us all about how this kid's going to say he's going to skate with him, this kid said he's going to skate with him, and this kid said he's going to skate with him. And what happens? They sat with each other in a booth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there was one young guy who I've never met, never seen, had no clue who he was. And in fact, I think he was actually a brother of one of the classmates. He was, so he was probably like first or kindergarten, first grade kindergarten, younger. And all of a sudden he comes up to me, they've got these little soft whatever. Spun, like squishy balls, yeah. Yeah, which is, it's a nice thing to have out there because it's just something, you know, you can throw them around and whatnot. Well, next thing I know, he's tossing these things at me. It was like an all-out assault. Well, yeah. I mean, like, he's like five feet away from me throwing as hard as he can. I'm like, holy kid. Not that they hurt. It's just like there's a lot of them, and they don't don't stop. Well, and you you see you try to catch it or something. I mean, the thing is right there. It's like getting... (laughs) I'm just like, holy cow, kid. And and he didn't mean anything by it. Yeah. He thought he was having fun. He was having fun, and I was having fun with him, too. But, (laughs) holy cow. And then uh, Dawson Monteith, he... We went to war a little bit, and uh, you know Dawson, we've known for a while, for a long time. He's uh, he's a good one. We yeah. like him, um, but uh, and he's pretty good on skates. Of course, he he's does some ice skating. I think. Uh, yeah, he may or may not have uh, some, you know, nice access to an ice skating rink. Yeah, uh, if you didn't know, our uh, Jeff Monteith, my good buddy, uh, works at the school, um, and his wife Jenny, uh, and then along with the kids, and then whoever is willing to help him out. They put together and build a or should, well. They they build a, an ice skating rink in their backyard. And I don't mean like oh they they dam up some stuff and they not like a four eight four by eight piece of plywood with ice on it. No, yeah, no, no. That. This is like uh, he says it's about a a little under half size regulation hockey rink. Yeah, with boards and everything. It's massive. It's probably doing really well this weekend. It is. Um, he so like he 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 puts the lines on there. Like the blue lines yeah. and stuff, but he doesn't paint them on. He he puts rope lights in the in the ice. Nice. So like that's how he lights up the blue lights, yeah. the blue line and the red line and all that. That that's that. And then he put in a curling arena. Nice. He's got curling out there, and they've got curling stones that they. I don't know how they got them. I don't think they're actual like the stuff from. Um, so curling stones come from England. Or Scotland, there's yeah. certain quarries that come from. They're not those, and I don't know that he's gotten like, like hand me downs from some of the big time curling clubs. Um, but he he was telling me about how he's able to find something that simulates it pretty darn well. Uh, so I mean, yeah, he's got curling, he's got hockey, and 
man, it's that, that's another good thing. And actually, uh, there you can go out there and skate out there. They'll they they hire. I mean, you can rent that out as well. I should say. Uh, they don't. I don't think they have open skates or anything like that. Yeah. Unless you you know you know them well enough, which I'm not gonna. And God bless them. Exactly. Because if it was my house, I I, I my inner eighty year old is forever going like get off my lawn that right. kind of thing. So well, and that's the thing. Hunting. I mean, if if someone's gonna come out there, like I've gone out there and skated when they've not been out necessarily. Right. Um, the, it was a time when I was, I think I was doing Big Loser at the time, and I went out to do that, and so I'd go out and do some different things. Um, but yeah, um, it's really quite amazing if you ever get a chance to see it. Um, but yeah, roller skating, ice skating, good stuff. A few options in town, well, one option in town for the public and another option for rental, I guess, but, um, anyway... It's good stuff. It is. Uh, so we go back to our good friend Mo. Oh wait, I, oh, I wait. do have one little Monster Jam snippet in regards to the roller skating rink. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so uh, they let you request songs. Grave, <laughs> Grave Digger's theme song is "Bad to the Bone." Yes. George Thurgood. So and no, so players. so Dixie announces it right off the bat. And if there's any songs that you guys want to hear, just come up and let me know. And well, I looked over t- looked over to the booth. Right, yeah, Wars Land and sitting, and pretty soon he's he's en route to the DJ station. And what did I say to you? I, I don't know, but I, I said he's going to go request bad. No, 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 I looked at you and I said, "Hey, you should go request bad to the bone land will love it." And you turned around, and looked at me, and said, "I think you're a little late." Yeah, so so <laughs> he was already there. Yeah, so I looked over and I kind of got close and listened, and I and I heard it. Uh, do you have "Bad to the Bone" by George Thorogood and the Destroyers? And Dixie kind of laughed, like, bless her heart. And she goes, well, I th- yeah, I think I do. And I actually talked to Dixie later. and She's like, I was kind of happy he requested oh, that. Because yeah. I was like, oh, that, that's a good one. I said, well, here's what you need to know. I said, that that's a Monster Jam song. Like, it's a theme song. She's like, oh, oh it is, isn't it? Yep, that's great, Digger. She's like, yeah, he must be into those. <laughs> and I just laughed. Like, I don't, I don't have, Dixie, I don't have time to explain this whole thing to you. I yeah. said, Here, here's what you need, do need to know. Listen to the podcast, you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, I said, he's Sheldon Cooper about it, and in turn, we're kind of crazy obsessed too. So that that's, that's the status. Okay, exactly. there we go. All right. So, our good friend Mo, Meredith O'Brien, uh, is she in Chicago still? I have no idea where she's at. She she's just on us. our Facebook pages, usually. Well, yeah. She's originally from Ackley. Yeah. Ackley. Well, uh, Ackley, Geneva, Wellsburg, what? Anyway. This Ackley, is, yes. Yeah, this is our, our, our Mo shout-out. Uh, she suggested we should talk about New Year's resolutions. But how do we know Mo? So, Mo was okay. a college teammate of mine at Ellsworth Community College. Yes. Uh, she was a... Pitcher. She was a pitcher. She was... Uh, a grade behind me, so uh, it's a two-year school. You, but yeah. What did I say? You said grade. Well, yeah. It's not a grade school. Well, no, you're whatever. whatever. God. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'm not. <gasps> See, now yeah. I've lost it. Okay, so you're talking about Mo, and she was your behind. She was you. a pitcher. And yeah, so anyway, you keep in touch with these people, and thank God for social media, because otherwise I probably wouldn't with a lot of them. Well, here's the thing. Mo and then couple... we ran into her in Oklahoma City, of all places. Well, hang on. you got to talk a little about Mo had some quirks to her that were kind of fun. Well, Mo was just fun. Well, so let's talk about what... her glasses. Well, l- first let's tell you what our dog's name is. Mo. And Mo is named after... Mo. Mo, yeah. Why? So when Mo... our dog, Mo, was a puppy... Um, Kind of a spaz, just not not a spaz, but just <laughs> just kind of high energy. Sorry, Meredith, that's Lisa's words. 
Oh, I <laughs> Meredith, I'll call you a spaz any day, twice on Sunday. It's a anyway. term of endearment. <laughs> anyway. So just just happy, um, jumpy, energetic. Uh, Which yeah. And yeah, uh, she's not anymore. She's been she's sleeping on the pillow next to me. Right. Um. But anyway, so that's how she got it. Mo Meredith O'Brien. Uh, she came with that nickname. We didn't give it to her. Right. So Mo is a pitcher. Pitcher is front center of every game. Yeah. Mo, Mo, bless your heart. This is fantastic. Mo has big round sunglasses with white frames. Mm-hmm. White frames. And I don't know if you had those. She had those all through high school or what. I but thought she did. The one year I played with her, they were there every game. Yeah. And uh, somewhere between mid to major obsession with chapstick, anything <laughs> lip lip gloss. Um, doesn't go anywhere without it. I told I told you, Mo, that we'd bring this up, and we are. Yes, um, yes. And I also asked her if she's, because she's been submitting all these requests for topics for these podcasts. Yeah. And I said, does this, like, I feel like this makes you our creative director. Like, it, when we make this into a movie, she's going to be the lead writer kind of a thing. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, probably not a lot of funds there, but we could probably pay in sunglasses and lip Chapstick. Gloss, chapstick. And she was, I think she's game with that. Oh, she was. She was. Anyway, so yeah, uh, we kind of we didn't really fall off the face of the earth because Facebook. I mean, it's amazing how much how more connected you are to a lot of people from your past through social media, which we can talk about that. Which for too, me is nice because I don't feel you like don't I have much. that. But I'm the type of people person that if you see me in the grocery store and I see you, You'll that was the last time because I am now hiding somewhere, yeah. maybe in the beer section. I don't even buy beer. Uh, maybe in the cooler, maybe in the bathroom. You just don't know. You probably won't see me again. You're kind of an introvert. Hundred uh, percent. That, that yeah, introvert is like putting it lightly. But anyway, so we we went down to the Women's College World Series, and that that will be a topic for another day that we'll talk about a lot because that's a really good, another really good time. So we're down there, and I don't know how the heck it came up. Whether she saw a Facebook post, I think that's what it was. Probably. And all of a sudden, you get a text message that hey, I'm down here too. Wow. And so, what, what, Oklahoma and, no, not Oklahoma. Yeah, it was Oklahoma and Alabama. And Alabama. And so they had, our seats, we we have all session passes. For those who don't know, we have all session passes. If we don't go and anybody wants to buy them in a year, let us know. Except they're sold for this year. They're sold for this year, but down the line, let us know. Anyway, our seats at the time were out in the outfield, which I thought, oh, this would be a nice thing. We got the short, the the, the shorter sections, not quite as tall, um, you know, and we had aisle seats, which was awesome. Uh, the only problem is the scoreboard is right behind you, and that's where the video board is. So, like, when they have all their 16,000 breaks, uh, all the stuff is going on behind you. So it's either turn around and get tractor neck from right. looking at the scoreboard, and you feel like a moron. You feel like you're staring at the person behind you. Yes. Or you just don't get to see squat. So we have actually changed our seats. Um, but because of that, I finally said to you um, after the first, sec- or first session, this is ridiculous. There's nobody sitting over in these other sections. Let's go over there. Yeah, that's the nice part about the non championship uh, the, series. Yeah, the semi the quarters in the semis is that yeah. it's not a packed house every day. So you can sit pretty much wherever you want. Don't with get the me exception wrong. of right There's still, I mean, it's like 13,000. There's still plenty there's still of people. There's still 8,000 people. Yeah. There, you know, um, but the, you can you can pick and choose the spots a little bit. Yeah. Well, anyway, Meredith and her sister were down there. And so. We went to the game, or basically they said, hey, meet us at the game, you can sit with us. We're like, okay, cool, where are you sitting? Oh, right behind the Oklahoma dugout. Now, Oklahoma's First coach, of all, go ahead. 
It was the Alabama dugout. Alabama. We were behind the Al- Alabama. Excuse me. The Alabama dugout. Alabama's coach is an old Iowa boy, like from just down the road in West Union. And by old, he's like 50. I know, but I mean, Patrick Murphy. Yeah. Here's an interesting factoid about it. So on my radio show, I did have Patrick Murphy on, and he did an amazing interview um, talking about some of his previous players. Um, He actually, uh, Jaden Mitchell, was it? No. Jaden Spencer. From Waterloo West. From Waterloo West. Uh, he talked about her and how, the kind of leadership and the impact she had in the program. But mm-hmm. anyway, we talked about he. He actually started out as a high school coach here. He's in fact just down the road at Sumner High School uh, before they joined up with Fredericksburg. So he was the head coach for the Sumner Aces. Um, he might have spent just seasons. a snippet of time in Cresco. Maybe he was also, I think, in Independence for a little okay. while too. But he made two runs uh, with or had two seasons with the Sumner Aces. Uh, the first year... Baseball. Baseball. Yeah. In the first, his first season, he got knocked out of the playoffs in, like, the sub-state final by Decora, coached by Dennis Olenzak. Number two in the nation in wins, just retired this year. Okay? So the next year, they come back, and he finishes runner-up to Lansing Key. Gene Schultz. Gene Schultz, number one in the nation for most career wins in high school baseball. Yeah, you really can't shake a fist at that. Yeah, right? and so I looked at him and I said, so I, I, stopped, I didn't know it at the time. I said, wait a second. So you're telling me that the two games, the, the two guys that were actually able to knock you out of the playoffs are the two most winning winningest coaches in the country. He goes, yeah. He goes, well, I guess I never really thought about that. Yeah, <laughs> said, put well, that little feather right in yeah. your cap. <laughs> but anyway, so, but uh, I love Patrick Murphy. I think he's a great coach. Um, and so to be where we were, I mean, there was a point where he had come up into the stands and we screwed up. We could have talked to him if we wanted to. And he goes, and when I talked to him on the radio, he goes, you should have come over and said hi. I said, I didn't know what to say. He goes, ah, next time you'll know better. Well, that's just it. Like, it's really easy to sit there and be like, oh, we could have talked to him. What am I going to well, say? Like, what, do we talk uh, to him about Monster Jam? Monster Jam? What do we, yeah. I don't know what to say. Do you like Gravedigger? Mm, shoot, <laughs> that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that that was that, and then the next day, I think we met up with them. We went through the the uh, museum, uh, the memorial. Oh, uh, with Meredith and her sister. Yeah, Oklahoma. not with Patrick Murphy. Yeah, no, not with now. Now that'd have been hell of a deal. Yeah, that would have been. And I'll tell you what, and we'll talk about traveling some more throughout the uh, the times we do this podcast because I love to travel. I think you enjoy some of it. Um, Oklahoma City is a neat place to go, and if you are there, you you have to go to the Oklahoma City. Um, Memorial, uh, of course. If you do, if you're just passing through and you do nothing else, that has to be your stop. Yeah, it'll take you about two hours to go through the museum. You'll ugly cry, it's, and you'll move on with your life. Well, yeah, it's a really, really well done museum. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's well done. Um, I mean, especially I feel like it just makes more sense. It's kind of like you would be going to the 9/11 memorial. We haven't been back there. We were in New York in 2003. The memorial wasn't even close. wasn't even They weren't even done excavating the site. Exactly. So, um, I think it just it it was a lot more relevant, relatable for us because we remember it. Remember it. We're old enough to remember it. Right. I mean, I don't remember a lot about the Oklahomans. I I do now. I mean, because I've been to the museum and I can yeah. I kind of flows back to you but well and i'm gonna be honest with you i that one hit me hard because number one uh tom buckman a good friend of my family's has been for years darn you uh, delivered me in the back of an ambulance had i not been such a stubborn uh person nothing's changed out. yeah nothing's changed but tom actually got dispatched to go down and work there um not so much for 
the excavating and the recovery, but I believe he was helping with some of the mental health side of stuff. Um, basically doing counseling for the guys that and, and women uh, that were going in and, you know, having to dig bodies out and deal with the grim realities of, of what terrorism looks like. And so, I mean, there was that. Uh, but then on top of that, uh, as I said last episode, um, my, my dad was in law enforcement for 34 years. Uh, he was a firefighter for, I think, 25. Um, my brother now is a state trooper, and I've been in... Uh, EMS and uh, had, had my firefighter one endorse, or, uh, cert- certificate, I guess you say, uh, for about the last six years I've been doing this stuff. So that story was about the lead up uh, to, to obviously, the, the museum goes through the lead up to what happened, but then it's The about, Waco experience. Well, he gets into some of that stuff, but for me, it, it, it really hit hard because the rest of the story is pulling the people out, and I'm thinking to myself... Dear God, what if I lived down here? What if I was of the right age at that time? What would it have been like? Um, and not that I've been through some major stuff. I mean, I've really, I've been through some pretty nasty accidents, but I've never had any really, 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 really major like mass casualty incidents. Um, for for me, the museum. But it hit home. It did. It was it was awful, but I'm so glad we went to it. Oh yeah, and I'll go again. Absolutely. For me, it was kind of like going through the Holocaust Museum. Granted, I didn't live through any of that time, but I think our age, we've spent a number of days, weeks on World War II in school growing up, and that was always kind of the popular war study. Oh, yeah. But that aside, to the Holocaust Museum, I got to a point, and I've been to it twice now. We went this past summer with my folks. I had to stop. I, you just have to shut... I had to shut it down. I yeah. can't... Emotionally, it's just so overwhelming. And I c- kind of had that feeling with the Oklahoma City thing. You keep looking at these pictures. You keep reading the stories. The TVs that are uh, feeding you footage from those events. And it it's hard, but it's worth it. It is. Um, you know, the, the Holocaust Museum is, like you said, it's hard to go through. Um I'm out there every spring. Uh, we'll probably do a, a pretty extensive thing on that. Well, I think you're looking to replace me for a week <laughs> when yes. I go out there. Oh, yeah, you've already That'll said that'll be our most listened to show. Yeah, thanks maybe. a lot for that. Probably not. <laughs> but anyway, if um, I remember to do it, yeah. Well, yeah, but um, the thing about it is, I, I mean, so I'm out there every spring and I have an opportunity to go through it every spring, and I can't anymore. I I just can't. Um, and I've told the kids that. And I tell them it's the best, worst experience of your life. Yeah. Um, and we've started a project at school that, w- that I do with the students uh, in which they research Holocaust victims and uh, give speeches as composite characters talking about what happened to them. And uh, um, they actually said that they were a little bit underwhelmed and only because they had gotten so deep into the research that the shock value wasn't there, but they still said it was well done. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, if you don't know much about the Holocaust and you go in and, and do it right, it will, it will affect you. It's, it's not an easy museum to go through, but it's one you absolutely have to go through yeah. if you're out in Washington, D.C., but yeah. Um, yeah, and if you think you're just going to do a quick, I'll just run through this museum quick. No, you, no. you can't. There's a lot of reading, so if reading's not your thing, bring your cheaters and just be ready. But yeah. it's good. Yep, absolutely. 
So uh, the whole reason we got into Mo and kind of led us down this path here, we're talking about New Year's resolutions, and she asked us about New Year's, New Year's resolutions, if we have them and if we've stayed up on them. So I'm going to let you go first on this, honey. <laughs> oh, God. Do I make New Year's resolutions? I don't know if I ever have or have not. I guess the answer to that, if I've ever kept them, would be probably not then. My, my general feeling on that is why do you have to wait till the new year? Like, just... Start tomorrow, I guess. Um, so, not a big New Year's resolution. Although, last year about this time, we both sat here and we're like, we really should just start going to the gym more. And I have to say, I bet I've averaged three to four days a week since that January day. So, I, that wasn't necessarily a resolution, but it's to the point now where I just feel better. So, I, that's as close to a... New Year's resolution is I've gotten. Uh, I don't have a New Year's resolution. Um, the timing of what I need to work on ends up happening to coincide with the new year. Um, that's not why I feel this way. Uh, you know, I think everybody that's listening to this probably knows both of us. And maybe there's some that don't, um, or at least haven't met us. And if you haven't, I am a large guy, and I don't mean like I'm six foot eight. You know, I'm about six foot, and uh, I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm a fat ass. And uh, it needs to be dealt with. And that's where my my biggest flaw lies, because for a long time here, I did okay from about January last year to March. I was getting to the gym pretty consistently. Uh, I wasn't having huge successes, but... Um, I was feeling like I could get around a little bit. Uh, and then since then, things have really dropped off. And I've, I've put more weight on, and uh, it's just been ugly. And I, I have to say, I go see our, our health coach here at uh, Mercy Hospital, or uh, Mercy Family Clinic, which is changing to Mercy One now, I, I hear. Uh, Mercy One Family Clinic here in New Hampton. But it's it's Amy Orr, and if you're in the New Hampton area and need someone to, to kind of help you out with this, Amy's awesome. Um you know, she's not judgmental. She understands what's going on. And, and this is the thing. And, and I don't think a lot of people do get this. And this is why it's so tough. Um, the food, the, the eating is an addiction. And it's not as simple as just simply saying, well, just stop eating. Well, for one, you can't stop eating. For two, you're talking about unbelievable habits that have been ingrained for 20 25 30 years that you're trying to fight against and uh what seems logical is not always what seems like the logical answer is not as easy to make happen as you think and i mean you and i go round and round on this i i, I never understood i mean i i don't get addiction like others do but the fact of the matter is that's what it is and and that's why we struggle and my guess is there's people listening to this who have the same same fight. It doesn't mean we give up, but, uh, you know, it, it can be really difficult when someone says, well, just stop doing that. Why would you do that? Well, it's it's not that easy. You know, that's like going up to a, a drug addict and saying, well, just stop. Well, there's more at play than, than, than that. And it doesn't sound logical to somebody who doesn't deal with it, and I understand that. Um, but my, if you're out there dealing with the same thing I'm dealing with, Keep up the fight, and uh, let me know if there's something I can do to help you. Hey, keep you know, we can be accountable buddies, whatever we got to do, but uh, keep up the fight because it, it it's always it, worth it. Well, it's and it is, 
And for me, what you know, I have finally had some success. I don't know about weight loss yet. I have not been to the doctor, or no, I shouldn't say that to the doctor. I have not weighed recently. Um, that's coming up sometime. I meet with Amy here in the next week or so. Uh, and that's when I weigh in about every two weeks with her. Um, but I have pretty successfully taken caffeine out of my diet. Um, gen- I mean, it used to be I drink. I mean, I, I haven't completely curbed the pop. I have been better about more, drinking more water, but I haven't completely compar- uh, curbed the, the pop. But now it's it's been pretty much non-caffeinated stuff. Um, and I, I think that's helped a little bit. There's been some physiological things I've noticed that have been a little bit nicer to deal with or, or to work with. Um, and now it's a matter of just getting back to the gym consistently. And holy crap, that is a battle. Um, you know, uh, one of the suggestions I get from Amy, and, and she's right, but it's it's so difficult. She's go in the morning. Well, I <laughs> mornings and I don't agree as well as I'd like, mainly because nights and I don't agree. And what I mean by that is I just can't go to bed. Um, you know, and some of that's a discipline issue, but I mean, sometimes my best thoughts come out at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I mean, there's been times where you and I are recording at 10 o'clock at night, um, and then to get up at 5 in the morning, you know. Um, so, I mean, that hasn't jived as well as I'd like it to. And then after school, it seems like there's forever stuff going on. Um, you know, if I don't have something, I try to get to the gym right away after school um, or after whatever's going on is going on. But, I mean, there's, there's always, always stuff going on. So, I mean, it just it's a battle in and of itself. It shouldn't be, but it is. Um, but, yeah, if you're out there fighting the same fight as I'm fighting, keep it up. Just don't quit. Um, I know here in about three months I'm going to go out to Washington, D.C. If I don't get myself at least into the, to the point where I can walk without being winded, which I, can, I can't. I'm not that bad. I can walk without being winded, but stairs suck sometimes, and I think that's anybody to a certain extent. Um, but I know that I've got to get myself ready for that and hopefully drop a few pounds. Uh, I don't know. Well, your thoughts, Lisa? Oh, I think myself, I have kind of the same goals. Um, I'm not exactly in the same boat as you. Uh, but I could surely stand to lose a few pounds. My problem is I have the most immature palate that's, I have a toddler's palate. Right. Well, then that's been part of our issue. Is oh, that yeah. We, we eat like crap. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's true. Um, you know, so I mean, vegetables, we're supposed to eat vegetables. We don't. And when we do, it's nothing but steam stuff. You know, and we don't do a very good job of cooking that. And what's in- interesting is... You and I have kind of expanded our repertoire of cooking. You know, we've gotten a little bit better. We've tried a few things. Um, I've gotten pretty decent with a smoker, with my smoker. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't put myself in the class of going out to a competition, but I can make a pretty darn good set of ribs right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done some pork loins that have turned out really well. Um, you know, but the problem is, on the other side of that, is you make really mean potatoes. The problem is it's all starch. <laughs> They are fantastic to eat, not so fantastic for just general Well, right, I, exactly. I mean, whether you do the, you know, you've got a roasted potato that with red potatoes you're really good at. Oh, my God, Lisa's garlic mashed potatoes. Holy crap. Your tongue will beat your brain, or you, what is it, your tongue will beat your brains out trying to get to them? I don't know. So I think part of this is, and I'm not blaming anyone, Mom. But, <laughs> but, so when I was growing up, my mom, was a farm wife. Right. Worked out of the house. Um, it's amazing how clean our house was. And not not to say that she sat in the house all day, because she did not. She uh, she still does. She helps my dad on the regular. Right. Um, anyone who's familiar with raising hogs, a lot of them get ear-notched. Right. Uh, she is uh, 
that person. The president of the ear notching society. So, right. uh, no. That being said, uh, most nights, uh, actually, I would start here. A lot of times when we would get off the bus from school, and this was in our younger years, it was not uncommon to see a plate of freshly baked cookies on the table. And if right. there wasn't a freshly baked cookies on the table, there was a bag of freshly baked cookies from yesterday in the bag on the counter. So, right. you know, not a not a great snack. That's not to say we didn't have some fruits and stuff. But, but here, yeah. So, but I, here's here's what I'll say in her defense. There was many, many times there was peas, broccoli, and stuff on our plate. And it was like, hold your nose, put a spoon of peas in your mouth, and swallow them without chewing because you just can't stand them. Right. So, it, you know, as you get older, when we were young, it was you're eating this right. and you're not going anywhere. Well, I think part of the problem is you get these canned and diced stuff, and it's, it's mushy, and it just it tastes like glorified baby food. Yeah, and That's I can't say that we had a lot of canned stuff. Uh, it was more... Frozen, probably, which I still think is better than canned anything. It is, yeah. Um, not that it's A1 stuff, but it's a vegetable, and it's better than alternatives. Right. But most nights for supper, um, you know, my dad worked hard all day, oh, yeah. um, burns tons of calories, and if you've ever met my dad, he's very, very strong, but he's he's tiny. Right. He's, he's Mighty Mouse. Right. Uh, but it was not uncommon to have... A meat, whether it's a pork chop or pork loin right. or steak even. Right. Um, and potatoes, maybe some fresh baked bread. I mean, all delicious things, so very filling. grains and meat. Yeah, so you do that for 21 years and it's well, like, this is good living. Choir, right? Well, we live in Iowa. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's a staple. Yeah. And I'm Norwegian, you're not, but I am, and that's a staple. But the only time that really came to light for me... It's potato bread. Yeah, but the only time that came to light for me that maybe this is really good, but maybe not the best thing for you was we did team suppers for sports. So it was our turn to have team supper for the basketball team or whatnot. Right. And uh, so the whole team comes out to the farm, and Mom had made pork loin, um, some sort of sour creamy potatoes, which were awesome. Right. Um... And they were like, oh, all of them were like, oh my god, this is so good. And for me, this was just like a, this is like like a normal Tuesday for me. Right. Like, what do you mean? We have meat and potatoes pretty much every night. Like this is not not right. news. And they were all kind of like, what? Seriously? And it was at that point that I'm like, oh, oh <laughs> you mean, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that being said, she's a fantastic cook. Oh yeah, no. There's no one's begrudging yes. that. Um, you know, I, I mean, I. My dad's a meat and potatoes guy. Um, my mom's a meat and potatoes gal. My brother's a meat and potatoes gal guy. I have to say though, your mom I, eats a lot of. She'll eat many different types of vegetable sort. They of will, things. and and dad has forced himself to to learn to like some stuff or to to at least eat some of the stuff. I can remember back in the day. There were times he'd get a bag of frozen mixed cauliflower, broccoli, and all that, and he'd put that in the microwave, and that's what he'd eat. You know, yeah. and uh, and just be miserable. Well, no. he didn't like it, but <laughs> he would do it because he knew that's what he needed. And and it goes back to uh, a lot of it goes back to my grandma Rude, and especially my grandma Rude. Uh, grew up on, a, I mean, she was a farm girl, um, but they had a pretty extensive garden uh, up there by Albert Lee, Minnesota, and um, she'll eat anything. I mean, she'll anything. try anything. 
and she likes a lot of different things and, and I mean it just that's good habits from from years ago and that's where some of that came from yeah. and, um, so I think just that's where some of it comes from but well anyway. the other thing for me though is texture well yeah and maybe that's everyone I don't know but it's not that I don't dislike you know strawberry it's, it's the texture it's well the fact is I'm going to be honest with you I'm just going to be blunt when it comes to Lisa Hinkerud you uh, new things are not your thing period Especially with food, but... Especially anything. Trying new things is not Lisa's thing. Well, that's not always... Well, yeah, okay. Well, there's certain... I don't know about that, but I mean, generally speaking, unless there's some type of hidden, I don't know, taboo or whatever, or intrigue, it ain't happening. Sorry. Being blunt. Mm-hmm. And then again, I'm not always the most... Always the most, but whatever. So, yeah, so when I try and mix up the menu here and you turn up your nose at me, I am so sorry like that what? I am not a short order cook. What have you What have you mixed I up? I don't even I remember, but it was last week. It's like, what are you making? Well, I'm making chicken. I don't think it was chicken. I don't know. It was just like two days ago. Now I don't remember. Two what, days ago? I don't remember what we were even talking about, what, what was even on the menu. But you made the scrunched oh, up your nose. Oh, I know what nose. it was. It's, it's what we're having for supper tonight. It's another pork roast. Pork roast. It's in the pork crock roast. Pot. And red potatoes. Right. <laughs> and it's not that I don't like a pork roast. I just don't like it twice a week. And we haven't had it in like a month. That's not true. That is true. We had a pork roast like two weeks ago. The problem is, and I'm, I'm sorry, Mom. I know you're listening. Mom was busy too. And we had a, a, a lemon pepper crock pot pork roast. <laughs> once a week it seemed like and the other night I mean so I mean you knew once a week you're having that once a week you're having Mabe's pizza oh yeah you know and then there's usually burgers or something you know and that's probably not true and I so I feel fine. like don't get mad at me no <laughs> but we had a lot of lemon pepper pork roast that's actually sounds good that's not, not what we're having, having constantly though. no I know I feel like that's true of most families though they have the same I know s- Five or six things I every And truthfully, week. I, I almost went out and smoked a set of ribs tonight just because. I would have taken some I slaved work. hard over that crock pot roast, and oh, you yeah. bring up that. <sighs> yeah, you get over How it. How dare you? All right, we got a couple minutes left here before we got to hang it up, but uh, there was one more topic that was brought up by Mo. Uh, oh. Talking about Disney World. So the question was, <laughs> if and at what age would family Von Rood take the kids to Disneyland, Disney World? And the answer is two years from now. That's what you say. I'm, that's what's happening. So we got a little seed money, and I won't disclose the source, Right. to be used for travel. It was a significant little seed. Yeah. Um, so um, with a designation to be used... For travel or education. For travel or education. And as far as I'm concerned, educa- travel is education. Uh, and I mean that seriously. Uh, if you travel somewhere... Yeah, it is, because I don't know all the Disney princesses' names, and I, no, I feel like I will. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> travel, in general, is education. Oh, yeah, When it you is. go places, you will learn things, you will experience other cultures. I can tell you right now, the kids that, who have traveled some have an advantage over the kids who have never traveled in, in, in school. Um, here's what it goes back to. We have, you have the old writing assignment, all right? Um, so you say, okay, kids, we're going to write about this. If you have no experiences, then what the heck are you going to write about? Right. You know, so travel is education. 
Um, and granted, Disney is is Disney. That's more about entertainment and whatnot. But there's there's things to learn. Yes, the Disney princess names, whatever. But I mean, you can go out there. There's other things you can do out in that area. I mean, Cape Canaveral's not that far away. Daytona's not that far away. There's a lot of options down there. Um, but anyway, uh, two years from now, we're going. Okay. Are we driving or are we flying? Uh, what would you prefer? I don't know. It just depends how much vacation I have. So Seriously? maybe I wouldn't. If there was something along the way that I feel like we needed to stop at, I would not be against driving. So here's my thing about driving. If I were to drive, per, so person, I have a personal goal of making it to all fifty states. Okay. I'm well over halfway. I'm at like thirty right now. Thirty okay. or thirty-one. Okay. Um, if we were to drive, I would pick up probably five more states, especially which, which five? Uh, Tennessee, possibly Alabama. Uh, well, Alabama, Georgia, um, and depending on which route we went, potentially. Uh, potentially Mississippi. Wow. Depending on the route. Like I said, it, it, it just depends on the route that you take down there. But, I mean, there would be about five, four or five states that I'd be able to add to my list. I've not been to the northwest part of the country. I've not been, like, up into the extreme New England. I've been to, like, Massachusetts and New York and Pennsylvania. But beyond that, I've not been to states up in that area. And I've not been to the south, the deep south and a ton of the southeast. Yeah. I did pick up North Carolina, but that was an airport, so I don't know how much it counts. Yeah, that that was Texas for me. Been to the airport in Dallas, but that's it. Right, right. Which we've got. A, I've got a buddy, Eric Voxis is my good buddy. He's at Dice Air Force Base down in Abilene, Texas. I do need to make a trip down there sometime. But uh, anyway, um, I'll be honest with you, I'd rather fly. And of course, some of this depends on what time of year we go. If we go in the summer or if we go in the winter time. I mean, part of me wants to go in the winter just because who wants to be out there? Who, who wants to stay up here when you go somewhere warm? But for me, I, I've only got, I get three personal days a year I can carry over two. So I could feasibly every two years take a full week off. Um, but that's tough because I've got some other things that I also do. So we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't know. That's probably not going to be a Disney Christmas for us. That'd be too expensive, um, and the lines are ridiculous. And frankly, I don't. I don't know how my vacation is going to work out anyway. I get three weeks, but when your kids are this age, they get sick occasionally, and so you you got to burn them that way. But right. that's neither here nor there. But the fact of the matter is, two years from now we're going, and I'm adamant on that because it's the 50th anniversary uh, of Walt Disney World, and um, I the first time and the only time I got to go to Disney World was the 25th anniversary. Me too. Right. And so I think it just makes sense for but us. But not with you. No, it wasn't together. Um, in fact, I was out there. Green Bay won Super Bowl Thirty One when I was out there. And here's a great story about that. The Super Bowl MVP, which, heck, they, they we're two weeks out from the Super Bowl right now. The Super Bowl MVP goes to Disney World the next day, and they're in like the 9 o'clock parade or the 10 o'clock parade. Sure. Anyway, there's two parades in the morning, at least at that time. All right, so we found this out, and somebody said, oh, you're Packer fans. Make sure you get to Magic Kingdom. The Super Bowl MVP is going to be there. Like, oh, cool, Desmond Howard's going to be there after the, you know, after they won. Yep. So we're all happy. We go to the park, and we I knew we had missed the 9 o'clock parade. I'm like, hopefully we didn't miss it. You know, and someone's like, oh, yeah, he was in, that, he was in, the, in the last parade. We're like, well, maybe he'll be in both of them. Yeah, no. Nope. So uh, Mama Rude never lived that one down. Oh, bless her heart, though. I, she wasn't trying to miss out on of it. Of course not. You know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, but that's also the trip where Dad threw his back out. 
Oh, fun. Yeah, so he actually had to go to a, a clinic. So, like, when I say threw it out, I don't mean, like, oh, he kind of had a twinge. I mean, like, he was walking around the room using a chair to hold himself up. It was bad. I'm struggling to picture that, but go on. Oh, it was, yeah. And to the point where they said, I need to go to a clinic of some sort. So they called the front desk and said, what do we do? They said, no problem. We've got a clinic. We'll take you there. Just be at, at the, the front line. Do they play it's a, it's a Tiny Tiny World to the whole trip to the clinic? No, they didn't. Oh. Actually, it, it, Were you staying at a Disney resort? Yeah, we were oh. staying at the sports one. That's right. And so I didn't go along in this. I actually ended up staying back in the room. My brother went along and my mom went and they, they had me stay. I got to stay back at the hotel room. By yourself? Yeah. I was whatever grade. I was old enough. We were in seventh grade. Uh, this was in sixth grade. It was oh. a different time. Oh. It's 1997 for God's sakes. Okay. It's 22 years ago. We'll, we'll let that one like, slide. Tw- yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so we're, uh, Dad talks about this. He says, actually, the, the ride over there was more impressive than anything because two things happened. Number one, they got taken, like, they had to go pick somebody else up. So they had to go into the back lot where they keep all the, the parade stuff. So they got to see some behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. And then they also said there was something going on, and they saw Dad was impressed because at the time, Decora was just getting ready to look into replacing their, their aerial ladder truck. And so Dad was pretty up on <coughs> ladder trucks. And he sees this thing. He's like, holy cow, that's a massive truck. He goes, oh, yeah, that's the only 6 by 6 like, six-wheel drive, one of two in the nation. And they had it there. Uh, Unifesta uh, County Fire Department had it. And so, or Lake Beauty. So he fire. wiped the drool all away from his mouth. Yeah, and, and then he went. And he got had his doctor's appointment. Got you know put back together, and life was good. But Ugh. so yeah. So in two years, we're going to Disney. Um, and uh, thank you to those who have contributed to that. Uh, we've got some more saving. I've got a lot of rescue calls I got to run to, you know, and I got some radio shows I got to get paid for, and who knows what'll happen with this. But uh, yeah, two years from now, we're going. Did you get that, Mo? Two years. We're going. Two years. You can meet us out there, too, if you want. <laughs> anyway. Well, we have gone plenty long here. Uh, Lisa, final thoughts? Um, I'm going to need some feedback for next week. We've got kind of a little short list, a hit list, if you will, to hit on some topics, some well, ideas. Well, and some of those are going to be timely because of the time of year that's actually occurring. But rest assured that Monster Jam Man will be there for everyone every week. Uh, up until we get sick of it. Well, yeah. Right. Anyway. Well... That's all I got for you, unless you got something else. I don't, as per usual, have a moderate week. Have a moderate week, absolutely. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Don't Talk, uh, Don't Talk to Me Rudely, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll even have a midweek episode here one of these times, just for all of you people. Okay. All right. Have a good one, everybody. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>